for the first time and it feels magical. You're hypnotized with this intoxicating chemical reaction that just draws you into him and he tells you how beautiful and sexy you are and you feel amazing when you're with him and he says he can't wait to see you again and he describes in detail where he wants to take you. He talks about future dreams together The minute you get home, you receive multiple texts from him indicating a passionate desire to see you again, and you end up spending hours and days and even weeks in succession with him, and it's almost as if time has stopped. And although life continues around you, you can't see anything outside of you being intertwined with this man. And then, out of nowhere, he totally disappears. His calls, his hot text up, the whirlwind of the romance you got caught up in abruptly plops you down, leaving you confused with the damage around you, just like a tornado. And you lie there in dismay and disbelief, shaking your head, trying to make sense of just what happened. This is what I call the tornado effect, and it's a common phenomenon almost everybody has encountered if you've been dating long enough. And it's, believe me, it is easy to get caught up in it because it feels so darn real, right? It's exciting at the time. But beware, beware of these situations where people come on so strong with too much, too soon, too fast, because it usually ends as fast as it comes. And I want to really talk about this phenomenon because I think it's something that happens not only a lot, but a lot of my clients have been talking about the difference between experiencing a healthy love versus a toxic, toxic kind of chemical reaction or addictive kind of reaction. So I want to to kind of go over the signs of what these tornado kind of toxic relationships and dating experiences look like and feel like versus one that is really healthy and paced out and is true love. Because it can be really, really confusing. I'll never forget there was um, a woman that I was working with. And what is interesting about her, and I don't know if this is the same for you as you're thinking about your experiences, she was very, like, she was an amazing woman. She's a, a kind of the good girl, quote unquote. She did all the right things. She led a steady life. She had a stable job and very caring person, dynamic, charismatic. I mean, everybody loved her. But for some reason, she kept getting attracted to this kind of unstable situations with men. And, you know, she was attracted to the tornado relationships because it sparked some excitement in her very stable life. And what we kind of uncovered together and discovered, and we're going to get into this, is that she became almost a junkie for the feeling that she got when she was with these guys because she was so 
used to not expressing her feelings. And I know that sounds kind of strange, but she was so focused on other people and making everybody happy and and leading such a good girl life that these kind of quote unquote bad boys took her to another place that made her guess what? Feel. But it was feeling for the wrong reasons. So you can experience love and chemistry without the toxicity, but you really have to look at, are you addicted to these toxic relationships and dating experiences? Because here, here's the thing, you, you deserve to find authentic love. It's really important that you look at this. And it's real. And you can get that without that toxic addictive qualities that make you feel something. Now, I know what you're probably thinking, you know, Kim, I don't want to be in this like bland, vanilla, boring relationship, where there's no attraction. I am not going to settle. I don't want to be in a, a relationship where, you know, someone doesn't have that chemistry with me. I mean, the sexual attraction is really important. But here's the thing. There is a difference between chemistry and attraction and toxicity, and that's what I want to dive into. So here are some tornado warning signs, right, to pay attention to and how to protect yourself so that you do not get caught up in the storm. All right. Number one, the very first sign is that they shower you with compliments and sexual comments. And, you know, these these are the people who come on really strong. Now, as I go over these signs, I want to highlight that this isn't just specific to men. This, there's no like gender differences because believe me, I've worked with a lot of men who have gotten caught up in the tornado relationships with women. So this happens both with men and women. So I just want to let you know that I, my example was just, you know, from a man, but I have had a lot of men experience this as well. So going back to the sign, they shower you with all these things that they're constantly telling you how hot you might be, focus on your physical appeal, sexual compliments, and they tend to not really pay a lot of attention to listening to you. And they almost overemphasize your personal attributes versus who you are as a person. Um, you know, in, instead, they just kind of, you know, get absorbed into making you feel really good. And that's a way that they hook you. Okay. All right. Sign number two, they exhibit compulsive and addictive behaviors. So this kind of addictive dynamic often comes with addictive behavior. So pay attention to your date's ability to voluntarily disengage from an activity. You know, it's one thing to go out, you know, socially for a drink and you're having fun, but is it something that you engage in all the time? Addictive behaviors are engaging in excessive activities like gambling, drinking, sex, drugs, rock and roll, (laughs) texting, to achieve a feeling of well-being and euphoria. So often, these people who come on really strong have a dependency on these activities to feel alive, which is why they like to create it with you. Think about that. That's that, you know, kind of chemistry that you're feeling. But the problem with it is that it cannot sustain itself over time. So that's why they move on to the next thing to try to fill themselves up. 
if they engage in a lot of addictive activities and behaviors, you know, pay attention to that. Really, really pay attention. And then, you know, look at yourself. I I remember there was this client um, and she was really madly in love with this guy. And actually, you know, in the beginning, it seemed to be a really just kind of fun and harmless type of interaction. They would, you know, go out and party. And that happens a lot in the beginning courting phases, but it kept going on and on and on. And it got to the point where every time she was with them, they had to drink. And if they didn't drink, she said it would be really boring. And so she found herself getting sucked into the vortex of the addictive behaviors and and because then she would end up being bored if she didn't drink. And so then it became a problem for her. So really take a look at that for yourself and with your date and your partner. Okay. Sign number three, they only talk about their own feelings and own desires. It's like, you know, things that serve them that, and, and again, it's something that excites them, you know, is there reciprocity in your feelings, or is it just one-sided? And what are you doing to reinforce that dynamic? So be careful not to just sit and listen, to take it all. That client that I mentioned in the beginning, that's exactly what she was doing. She Again, she was such a good girl and she was making everyone feel really good, but she wasn't you know, really allowing her feelings to come up. So she was seeking outside of herself to get feelings. That's where this kind of, you know, push me, pull me thing is and the draw and the attraction between two people with that whole dynamic. Okay, sign number four. They move in on you fast and furious. Men and women who create this like intoxicating whirlwind, they move really, really fast, right? That's that, you know, feeling junky thing. And so there is no sense of pacing, timing, boundaries, you know, it's just like they they just want to go with the flow and not really plan anything and they just want to feel. In fact, they will create this feeling of dependency by making the relationship between you two more important than you are to yourself. I want to pause there. I want you to really hear that. Does that make sense? The relationship becomes more important than you. And that's why so many times you get lost in the relationship and and you, you misinterpret that as love. But you know, be careful of not giving away your personal value by doing too much too soon, too fast. Pay attention to that dynamic. Okay. Number five, they promise the moon. Oh yes. These people get so caught up in the moment with you that they will, they will say everything and anything that they dream about. You know, they'll make empty promises and talk about the future plans and we're going to go here and there. And they'll even talk about, you know, the white picket fence that you'll have together and the home that you'll build. And, and it ends up never happening. So test if their words get put into action. Do they mean what they say and say what they mean. You know, look for people who are consistently late or they always have the last minute cancellations of plans. That also can be a red flag. And they love to talk, but they rarely follow through. Remember, actions always speak louder than words. So 
here's the thing. Overall, after looking at those signs, there may be traces, right, in everybody that you meet. So I'm not saying that if there's a little bit of this in somebody that you're dating, that it is a toxic situation. But it the key is to look for extremes, right? It's extreme behaviors and keep the pacing and progression of the relationship in check. Because here's the thing, if the man or the woman really likes you and admires you, he will respect or she will respect your desire to take it slow. Okay, so those are some of the signs. Now, you're probably asking, well, what do I do? (laughs) What do I do instead? How can I find and look for healthy situations that really can end up being in a loving, healthy relationship? So number one, and this is kind of obvious, slow down. I know it's easier said than done, but it's really important to not get caught up in the storm. Anyone who, who is going too fast slow it down. And this can be done sexually. You can pace it out even with the amount of dates that you're going on, the amount of time that you're spending with that person. And then pay attention. Do they respect that? Or do they get mad? Do they get defensive? Don't give away your personal value about, you know, and doing too much too soon, too fast. Pay attention to how you are relating to your dates or potential partners. Think about this too. Are you always playing therapist by listening intently? I, hey, I'm going to throw myself under the bus as I always do. I definitely did this early on. And I know that I attracted kind of these lopsided situations because of it. You know, a lot of times people who are in the field of helping others fall into this trap because, you know, it's a natural default. It's something that you have been trained to do and maybe as a person you naturally do. But be careful about listening too much and offering advice and doing things for them. You know, show up and see where they are for you. And that's number two. Talk about your feelings and what things mean to you. And, you know, this can be something very small, like when you're eating dinner, you know, mention things that you really like, your favorite foods. Are they paying attention to you? Do they take you to a place where your favorite foods exist? Or they don't really hear you and they don't remember what you're saying. Try talking about your interests, your concerns, express your feelings. Because when you express yourself, you should be able to see if that person listens or seems to care. I know this is a theme that's in a lot of my podcasts, but you see it's such a crucial and important part of relationships is really paying attention to your needs and your desires and how that other person responds to you. Okay, number three, set boundaries. Declare your wants and needs. If you're a caretaker, again, be careful that you're not putting that person before you. Do they respect your desires or do they always end up doing what they want to do? And again, you're just kind of going with that. Number four, experiment dating somebody who is not your type. I can see eyes rolling right now. (laughs) Kim, I'm not going to date somebody who I'm not attracted to. I'm just not going to do it. But here's the thing. If you keep dating the same type, quote unquote, over and over again, it's not working for you. 
So why wouldn't you try on something that is a little bit different? It's kind of like shopping, right? If you're, you may be, you know, buying the same item over and over and over again, but it's maybe not working for your body anymore. Why try to fit into something that's not working and explore different brands, different outfits? I'll never forget. There's this woman that I was working with and she, she was, oh my God, she was so picky. Okay. She, knew what she liked. She had only this kind of certain physical look that she was going for in a guy. And I really had a hard time convincing her otherwise. And I said, look, as long as you're under my watch, you need to do this as homework, if anything else. I don't want you putting too much into it. But I, and we started looking on her online profile and we were sorting through all these different men and she kept saying, nope, 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 nope. And for all the reasons that had to do with more his physicality than anything else, I said, look, I want you to see this guy right here. And I know he's not your physical type, but I want you to look at the emotional component and the way he's writing and, and also his intellectual you know, kind of capacity. And he was very intelligent. And those were important things, but she was leading with the physicality. So I told her to try to get some interaction with him and go out on a date. Well, she did it because it was her homework. And sometimes I have to do a little tough love. And she said, Kim, I'm going to go out with him once, but just so you know, I'm just doing this for you. It's not for me. I said, fine, if that's what it'll take for you to try on a different guy for size, so be it. So she went out on the date and she came back with (laughs) her tail in between her legs. And she said, oh my gosh, Kim, you were so right. I said, well, what happened? She said, well, I, yeah, I know I kind of went in with a little bit of an attitude and an agenda, but boy, were you right. This guy is amazing. And in fact, at the end of the night, I ended up being really attracted to him. I was so surprised. Now, you know, this is not going to happen with everybody, obviously. And if there's somebody who you really, really aren't attracted to, I, I get it. Sexual and physical attraction is very important, obviously, because that's what makes a partner a partner, right? Otherwise, you're just friends with people. But I do believe when you learn how to cultivate an emotional and intellectual and perhaps spiritual chemistry without the high physical chemistry, something happens. Because if you're one of those addictive, junky you know, type of people and you keep getting attracted to that, you got to do something different to see if you get a different result. So I invite all of you to do that. You know, try maybe even going to places where um, there are different kinds of people. So if you're always meeting people at bars and parties where there's drinking, instead, try going to places where it's a little more intellectual in nature. Maybe there's some, you know, museums and lectures and classes that you want to take and see if there are other people that you can interact with and get chemistry with. Okay, so definitely, I I really recommend that. And finally, do things and activities that allow you to feel. Move your body. Be in touch with what makes you tick without relying on a man or a woman's attention to do that for you. 
you know, or empty compliments that validate you and fill you up. You are responsible for you. And when you're able to make yourself tick, so to speak, you will have a clearer and healthier picker. You really will. And the addictive behaviors won't be so appealing because you're relying on yourself. And a lot of you who are getting attracted to that, think to yourself, Do you allow yourself to feel? Do you express it? Are you in your body? And if you start changing some things around, does it make a difference? And now for the portion where I am going to read you a letter. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Very common. Okay. I'm addicted to the bad boys. I admit it. I try to date more normal guys, but they just bore me to death. They are just too vanilla, and I want to have chemistry and attraction with someone. The problem is the chemistry is like a drug that clouds my judgment, and I end up in these really unhealthy situations with men, like losers or they're cheaters and drug addicts. I'm at the point of giving up as I don't think I can have a normal relationship with someone I'm attracted to. I'm such a good person. I have a normal job. I have a ton of friends, so I'm confused why this keeps happening to me. Should I just settle for some boring dude? And that's from Sue, the bad boy addict. Oh, Sue. (laughs) Obviously, you're not alone here, right? I'm doing a whole podcast on this. Um, And in fact, a a lot of men get confused why so many women like what you're calling the bad boys. You know, this is a common thing. But honestly, I don't think it's really the bad boy that you're interested in or that you're even liking. In fact, I would argue that you don't like being in a relationship where you end up feeling disappointed, used, and alone. So the truth is you are addicted to the feeling that you're getting when someone makes you feel something and you're misinterpreting it as love or chemistry. So here's what I want you to do. And those of you listening, definitely, you know, these tips can help you as well. Number one, you say you're a good person and you almost kind of paint this picture like you have a stable life. So take a look at what about an unstable guy is appealing to you. Is it the excitement? Do you like the validation? Is it giving you permission to be a little wild? Let's face it. If you're so used to being the good girl, those quote unquote bad boys are pretty exciting. I mean, I admit it. I've been in one. But to at what cost, right? There's got to be a balance. You know, it's not about, you know, shutting down and being always good. And it's not about, you know, being addicted to these really like, you know, toxic kind of behaviors and relationships. It's somewhere in between. So take a look at that for yourself. Do a self-assessment. Number two, where and how are you meeting these guys? And like I was saying before, try on different men for size and see how you feel. Go to different places than you normally do. If you're meeting online, try offline. Do almost a chemistry analysis for yourself and see what you are getting attracted to. Is it the physical? Is it emotional? Is it intellectual? Is it spiritual? Those are the four domains in which I believe chemistry lives. And I've done a whole podcast on that, so I encourage you to listen to that one as well. So definitely like think about that for you. And finally, 
I would highly recommend a relationship fast, not a dating fast, but a relationship fast. Because if you keep getting caught up in the storm with these guys, that means that your pacing is also too fast. So I want you to just date right now and pace things out and almost date yourself and get to know yourself and see if you can slow things down so you can really, really assess all of this for you. So if you are like Sue the bad boy addict and you're feeling, you're like a feeling junkie and you're addicted to the toxicity of the bad boys, think about what you can do differently to attract a healthy love and not an infatuation because that truly is what this is. Because you deserve to experience love without the toxicity. So I hope that was helpful and you enjoyed that. And thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. And I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to join my free Facebook group, please join us. It's called the Love Makeover Insiders. And if you just click the link in the show description, you will be able to join and you're going to get all kinds of support with a community of women. It's a safe place. We really talk about all this kind of stuff that we talk about in the podcast, but in a more intimate way. And we talk about everything from dating, charisma, style, communication, and confidence, all kinds of tips in order to attract love in your life. And really, it starts by learning to love yourself. So stay tuned until next week until I give you more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day. 